Father, we just love you. We just thank you so much for giving us the revelation of yourself, for revealing yourself in Jesus. I thank you that for 6,000 years you had us in mind. I thank you that you waited. I thank you that you have uh, laid down your very life that we could know you and know life and have eternity with you. God, I thank you that you haven't come to cause us to just persecute ourselves and beat ourselves up on our failures, but rather you have made a way that we could confess our sins and that you are faithful and just to forgive those sins that even the thousandth time we come to you, you're not there just condemning. You're still there forgiving the blood that was shed, the, the blood that was wiped on that door. When the door was closed, the destroyer couldn't get in. He didn't look and judge. He just couldn't get in. And I, I thank you for that door that protects. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that all of these years protects. And I thank you that you are guarding our eternity. And, and Lord, so we, we first just lift up those who just don't know you, who have, whether it's dealing with the, the, the Jewishness and that they're going to encounter in Passover and, and, and this year not miss you, or, or someone who's just been just even working in their heart, maybe a persecuted person in that's been forced to believe something they don't even want to believe. Lord, we just pray right now for the revelation just to begin to sink in. Father, pray for it. Just begin the, the transformation of hearts right now. Father, for the one that's wayward and lost, for the one that's just in deep, deep, bad situations, and for the one that's just living their life and just think they're just fine. And we ask that right now that you would just begin to shake that life and pull them out with truth and with love and with mercy and with grace and compassion. God, I thank you that no matter what we pray, we could never even compare with the depths of your love and your plan for that person's life. But Lord, we just want to be faithful to what you've said to do. And that's to ask that God right now you'd move on that heart. Bring truth, bring revelation, bring your grace. Just season them with that, that grace enough to make the decision to turn and follow you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I, I, I was listening to you say that stat, you know, 80% of the people that you ask to go to church will go. Mm. And and just ask, say, come and see. Yeah. And then say, sit with me. I saw that posted last night on, mm -hmm. on Twitter. Mm. And just say, hey, sit with me. And I know Leanna's going to ask somebody to, to come to church. And and that that person's probably going to be afraid, sure. But they won't be afraid as much if you say, "Hey, sit with me." Mm -hmm. And you don't know what they've been through. Mm -hmm. That's you right. You just don't know. Mm -hmm. So, just a little love and compassion and kindness goes a long way. Where are we in the story? Well, let's see. What is Passover? Still looking at that question. I really want to dig into, because what is, I mean, if you think you've got a handle on it, but what is it really? Is there is there more to it than that? You know, you know when I think Passover, I may think of a Seder. I may think of Egypt. I may think of the story. But are we remembering the Passover lamb slain in Egypt when we say Passover? Or the animals that God slew to cover Adam and Eve's nakedness because he was slain from the foundation of the world, right? Mm. Is it one of the Passover lambs from Bethlehem raised only to be sacrificed? Is it about the birth of the Messiah in Bethlehem of Judea? Is it Jesus on the cross? Is he the Passover lamb or our own salvation and baptism? Is the Seder meal the fruit from the tree of life that gives eternal life? 
or the bread and wine of Melchizedek that became the weekly Sabbath meal? Is it the Passover meal of lamb and unleavened bread and bitter herbs? Is it the Last Supper? Is it the body and blood of Jesus? Or is it the wedding supper of the lamb in Revelation? Of course, the short answer is yes. The creation or foundation of the world was 6,000 years ago, just as much a part of Passover in Egypt or the cross. He was slain from creation for the whole world. In Egypt, the lambs were slain just for the oldest Israelite sons. On the cross, Jesus died for the whole world. On the throne, Jesus is reigning as a lamb for the whole world. What God did in Egypt is not just a Jewish celebration. Jesus was and is the lamb from creation to Passover to Calvary to the throne. And I want to ask the question again, why is he still a lamb? Psalm 84, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. For 6,000 years, every man, woman, and child who's lived has needed the exact same thing a way back. Some way to be restored back to God. Mm. To be able to walk in relationship with him was some way to deal with the reality of their stumbling and bumbling. So God gave the moral law. You know, Adam and Eve had one law. You had one thing to do, and they blew it. Noah had <laughs> seven laws. Then you had the Ten Commandments. You had 613 ceremonial laws of Moses. David, in Psalm 15, had 11 laws. Psalm 24, you got four. He was clean hand. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Who can stand in his holy place? Clean hands, pure heart, not lifted up as sold to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. He broke it down in four. Isaiah had six. Micah had three. He has shown you, O man, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Mm. Habakkuk had just one. Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright, but the just shall live by his faith. So it's breaking down to one. Jesus comes along. What's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and love your neighbor yourself. He breaks it down to two, and neither are the Ten Commandments. But he said the whole law hangs on these two. Okay, so the problem with the moral law was the same in Eden, in the desert, promised land. <laughs> doesn't matter where you go, with priests, without priests. Problem is just as bad today. If you struggle with sin and feel like you have to punish yourself before you can return to God for his forgiveness and restoration, see, that's why you have to encounter this lamb way back in Egypt who yielded up its neck to be sliced so that its blood could pour out and defend the sinners, every guilty one, from the destroyer who came because of their sins. Until you crouch safely behind that blood-covered door and eat the lamb and then walk outside the next morning because of that blood, you really, I don't think, get the concept of resurrection. Mm. Why do we stumble and fall? We forget that he's literally with us. Behind the bloody door, we got to remember he's in the room to take and eat and drink. Until you open that door too early, walk outside into the real threat of the destroyer and hear the testimony of the blood on that door calling you back into safety, you'll never feel secure when you fall. That's why we're going to share all that we're going to share in the next two days, digging into Passover. It is just a gift from God for mm -hmm. you and me. Mm -hmm. Wow.